Well, hello, my friends. Thank you for tuning in today to watch the show. It's another good one for you. I'm really excited to bring our guest to you. And uh, before we get to that, I just want to remind you, if you could be so kind as to hit that subscription button, follow along with us, share with your friends, let everybody know about this show that you love so much, that would be great. Thank you. So, so we have another great interview uh, coming up for you. I want to, I want to kind of give a little uh, pre-conversation first uh, about the topic. Uh, I'm going to be talking with Mary Bowden. She is the founder of uh, an organization called Dance, D-A-N-C-E, and uh, they are fighting against hypersexualization of children in dance. And um, you've all by now, I would imagine, have heard about the uh, the blockbuster movie out now, Sound of Freedom. Highly recommend that you go see it. And it is, I think it's number one right now um, at the time of recording this. And uh, that is with still having a pretty much full mainstream media blackout. They won't even talk about this movie being out. So uh, that, that tells you everything you want to know, doesn't it? Um, but it, this is such a timely conversation because there are so many things going on in our world uh, for a while now, um, but maybe more so than ever, or maybe just that it's coming to light now of our children being exploited uh, in every possible way. And um, this is no different. Dance is no different. And I don't know if this prizes you or not. Um, I guess if you if you don't have uh, children, daughters in particular, uh, it could be sons too, but obviously um, it's primarily girls uh, when it comes to dance at least. And um, unless you have daughters in dance, you probably are unaware of the dynamics and what goes on with that. But yes, so my children, I have two daughters, two grown daughters, some of you, a lot of you maybe know that already. I have two grown daughters. Now I'm a grandma. I have two grandbabies, granddaughters. And um, my girls both did dance uh, growing up. And um, <clears throat> I don't remember it being the way it is now. Um, it just wasn't. I, I do remember I didn't love the excessive makeup you know, that you put on the kids, but I did understand that, you know, they're going on stage, the lights, all of those things, you can kind of justify that the kids didn't wear, uh, skimpy revealing, um, costumes like they do now. Uh, and it's, this is not saying all dance schools. So this isn't, you know, a blanket statement. It's a general statement, but it's not a blanket statement. It's not all, but very, um, many, I think is fair to say, of them have gone this route where these children, these young girls, and we're talking about ages five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, 10, uh, 12, are doing these very provocative, sexualized dances, uh, movements. And it's uh, it's horrific. And I, and I know this firsthand. I was talking with a, a girlfriend of mine whose granddaughter is in dance. Uh, she's, I believe she's like 10. They had gone to see her recital recently. I think they do the recitals like in May and uh, they had gone to see her recital and the father who, you know, obviously mom must've been the one bringing, bringing the kids to dance and everything. So the father was kind of oblivious, I, I guess, as to uh, what to expect and, and what the dances were. 
and uh, watching, and I don't think it was necessarily his daughter's specific dance. I think it was just overall watching the whole competition or show. He was uh, a little stunned to say the least. And he actually uh, leaned over, this is being relayed to me, that he leaned over and said, I'm waiting for them to bring out a stripper pole. What is going on here? So it was that bad. It was that bad and inappropriate and wrong. And, um, you know, so this is a thing that goes on throughout dance, uh, maybe even cheerleading. I'm not really sure. Uh, definitely dance in other types of things. And, you know, the issue here is hypersexualization of children. Children should not be sexualized, period. I mean, this is a given. I, I can't even believe. <laughs> Can you believe that we have to make statements like that? That's what really horrifies me, that we actually have to say something that should be so obvious. Uh, it's infuriating. It's disgusting. It's appalling. And um, we simply have to do something about it, right? We, the, the time for sitting back and just saying, oh, that's terrible, you know, and then going back to drinking your coffee or, um, you know, scrolling social media, it is done. It's done. We can't just sit idly by. And at the very least, we have to expose it. And that's what movies like Sound of Freedom uh, is doing, uh, you know, shining a very bright light into extremely dark, dark places and exposing the types of things that are happening, the the grooming uh, behaviors. And, and I'm so privileged and honored to have had guests on my show recently who are advocates in this lane. Uh, I just spoke with Elizabeth Good. That was, uh, I believe, the interview before this one. Um, you can go back and watch that one. And she is an advocate, a speaker, an author, uh, who is very vocally advocating for, um, people who are, are vulnerable. And, uh, this is no different. I'm honored to bring to you this wonderful guest, Mary Bowden. And, um, she, along with her, uh, assistant are, they're going to be talking about, um, how to recognize these types of things. And if your children are dance are in dance or your grandchildren or your nieces or nephews even are in dance, um, this is how to identify uh, some of these uh, behaviors or, or, you know, anything that's going on with that, that may be a, a red flag. And they also uh, help dance schools, um, not do that basically, you know, so if they need some help, um, and guidance in how to protect children from exploitive or, uh, sexualization or hypersexualization, um, they offer resources and training and tools and tips and they, they do so, so much. And, uh, it's an incredible organization. It's almost like, you know, you, I almost want to say it's like a niche organization, you know, this is a lane that most of us probably wouldn't even think about, you know, you maybe will watch a, a, a dance competition and go, oh, okay, but not really give it a heck of a lot of thought. But, you know, when you learn that it's actually pervasive, 
then you start to see that this is a problem, you know, and needs to be addressed. So we have people like Mary and her organization that are addressing it, that are going after it. And of course, you can help them in that. You can help support them. You can uh, reach out to them. We'll have the uh, links in our show notes and all of that stuff that uh, if you want to get involved or just simply learn more, you'll be able to. And um, they're, they're really, really great people. And it's a privilege. It really is to be able to uh, have these conversations with them and help them bring to light what they're doing and uh, share it with more people. So uh, I hope you enjoy. See ya. Culture is mass perpetrating against our girls. The sexualization of young girls has gone mainstream. A padded bikini top for seven-year-olds. You can't walk outside without seeing billboards and magazine covers. You can't turn on the television without seeing it. Before you can even speak, females are offering themselves to you. Come get me, come get me. What they learn is they have two choices, either ability or invisibility. We are definitely in a dangerous place. We are seeing the repercussions of it, which is acts of violence against girls, the eating disorders and the self-esteem. When they think that the only value they have is in self-objectifying, that begins to take over as the primary view of themselves. We were very concerned with things like child beauty pageants, and we were unprepared for how much dance would come in as the more mainstream version of sexualization of girls. The parents think that it's okay for eight-year-old girls to be taught to move like this. We're hypersexualizing girls at incredibly early ages. The audience should think that you are nude. If it was... I know. That's why you can get away with it. We shouldn't be surprised that girls want to dance in this way. Of course they want to dance in this way, because this is the way that's getting the most audience approval. We now are pummeling kids 24-7 with these prompts to be sexual. Us as adults, we can't get enough of the sex stuff in this culture, and it just is falling out on our kids. What is it doing to us as viewers in terms of how we see young, young, young people demonstrating sort of adult sexuality. If she doesn't know what she's doing, the studio owner knows what she's doing and is making money off that. It's different if they're creating their own story versus somebody telling them, hey, you know what, I want you to do this movement to this word. This is a venue for very, very hypersexualized presentations of very young girls' bodies. This is a kind of sexual psychopath. When you're asking kids to perform something that they don't really understand, it's not about them anymore. When we reduce our cultural dance form to this, the trick here is to be able to allow our daughters to get rewarded for performances that aren't just sexualized. I would want my daughter to know exactly what she's doing. To get those wheels turning where the kid says, you know, I think I want to be more than just, you know, this flashy, trashy dancer. There is a whole range of activities, of ambitions, of games, of outfits that you can wear and really expanding her view of, of her possibilities of everything that's in the world you're going to raise a very different kind of child music helps them understand when you combine music and movement you're even going into a whole nother direction because what they're doing is they're acting out the emotions they're acting out all this 
energy that's going through them and they're telling a story. I would want my daughter to know that what she's doing is something incredibly empowering for her in terms of her relationship to her own body and the relationship between her mind and her body, her capacity to move through space, to leap and to jump and to spin and to, I mean, there is no culture on earth that doesn't have dance as a, as a primary form of cultural expression, community building, and education. Well, hello, guys. Welcome. It is Elsa Kurt here from The Elsa Kurt Show on Right America Media, and we are at the NRB convention. So right now, I have with me Mary Bodden and Jamie Logan. Yes. Okay, I did it right. I, I almost <laughs> lost it for a second. Jamie Logan, and you guys are from uh, Dance, and you are advocates for fighting against hypersexualization in ch of children in dance, which I think, you know, as a, as a mom, uh, who raised two daughters, they're grown daughters now, but they went through dance and all that stuff. And, and we were very watchful of that. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I don't remember it being so bad. Now my kids are 30 and 25, so we're going back quite some time now. I don't remember it being so bad. Is this something newer or has this been going on under our noses for a long time? Well, I think it's a both and, okay. uh, it has always you know, been a problem sure. to misuse children and adults. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think with the internet media and porn industry making money off of youngsters and making them into many adults through hypersexualization in dance and adult costumes, choreography, and music. And I want your uh, viewers to know that I have a BA and MA in dance. I love dance. I am a dance educator. And uh, so the, it's the best thing for a child in terms of brain development, academics, when it's healthy dance. Right. But when it's harmful dance, which is hypersexualized dance, then it has traumatic outcomes. Absolutely, yes. And, and we see it all the time. And it's, it, what's shocking to me is that it doesn't seem to be shocking to a large por portion of our of our society, that they not only accept it, but find it entertaining and amusing. They think it's cute. Yeah, they think it's cute. And, and I have to tell you, you know, I mean, the, the word everybody knows, and I'm so embarrassed to even use it because I, I really don't like it, but twerking and yeah. things like yeah. that. You know, yeah. I hate to even use the word. It's, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, all of these things are considered to be, like you said, fine and cute and okay. Uh, what's really happening here? What, what kind of damage is that really doing to the psyche of, of a child? Well, I'll tell you, there's so much academic research uh, that shows through evidence that this is harmful for kids. One resource would be the APA. They define the hypersexualization of any child in four ways. One, uh, and we're, we're talking girls when they uh, release this research, but now it's boys and girls because boys have been misused and harmed as well. But uh, a child's physical attractiveness is equated with being sexy. Uh, they're uh, made into an object. Sexuality is inappropriately imposed on them. And so their whole value comes from externals. And when you're a little person and you grow up with that as a normal thing, 
You think that way. You begin to value yourself that way. You self-sexualize to get approval. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That makes perfect sense. And, and you see it all across social media now, these <clears throat> young, young uh, girls in particular. And you are right. You know, it's, it is boys as well. But um, just to focus on the girls, because that's what we are, women, girls, once upon a time. Um, you know, that's what you see across social media, these young, young girls in mm-hmm. these provocative poses and yeah. clothing and, and things. You know, when I look back and think about when I was 12 and, and 13, and it, it just wasn't a thing. It just wasn't a thing. And now it's so pervasive. It's everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. So how can we, as parents, so as parents of young daughters and sons going into dance, um, how do we recognize and, and see that this particular dance studio might be problematic for our child, and what do we do about it? Well, there's a simplified definition mm-hmm. to start with that people seem to appreciate, and that is in healthy dance, children look like children. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that <laughs> sounds I, like I love that. obvious, yeah. but they look like children in age-appropriate costumes, mm-hmm. choreography, and music, usually accompanied by a great sense of joy. Mm-hmm. And in harmful dance, which is hypersexualized dance, children look like adults. Mm. In adult costumes, choreography, and music, usually accompanied by adult hairstyles and makeup. So that's a starting point. But we have a lot of materials that are free on our website to help caring adults protect their kids. Mm-hmm. One is an ebook, but it's only 15 pages. Oh, nice. What's the new trend in children's dance? How to choose a healthy dance studio. How to avoid a harmful dance studio. But we have a lot of other resources. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of videos that lay the issue out. And one of our most exciting resources is something we released this March, mm-hmm. March of 2023. And uh, we had three courageous women that stepped forward to share their dance story of when they were hypersexualized as uh, young people. And one of those is to my right. It's mm-hmm. Jamie Logan. And uh, she was on that trailer. And so uh, maybe she'd like to tell us a little bit about her experience in sure. Harmful Dance. Yeah. So uh, I was groomed through the culture. I think a great deal of um, what we fail to recognize uh, growing up in America is the influence of icons. Mm. And so I grew up with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and big names where it was popular and good to look young and sexy. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that and I was exposed to that at 11, 12, 13. By the time I get into dance class and by the time I'm integrating myself into dance and into movement, then in the dance class, when we start doing things like burlesque um, at an age that's not appropriate or we're doing movements that's far more adult. And I, I think the best way to consider it is it's almost as if the dance room becomes training ground for a strip club. And that's what it feels like. Um, but you're keeping everything on. And so we don't realize it in the moment, but that trains us in many different ways. For myself, it normalized particular behaviors um, that led to toxicity in relationships, um, partnered with, you know, exposure to things like pornography and hypersexualized media. Um, It becomes normal to base your value on how you're received sexually and if you're appealing. Um, And that's Uh, that actually causes a lot of insecurities, especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people that gets brought into relationships. Um, that relationship dynamic is very, 
um, it's not only toxic, but it, um, it's damaging because it can actually hinder relationships that could otherwise be healthy. Um, and for me, it, it caused a lot of anxiety, um, eating disordered eating. Um, that's a big, that plays, plays a very big role because I understand. I also have done interviews with, um, many young dancers and something that I saw across the board was that if you don't fit into the costumes, you don't get the role. And so a great deal of that is, um, you're being hypersexualized, but you're also trying to fit the mold of what most young adolescent girls who are growing up just can't fit. Um, and so that influenced my, my, uh, bodily autonomy, um, my body image. Um, and of course now, you know, I'm 35 and I can, pr I'm proud to say that I'm growing and healing, but that still affects you. You know, it's absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's so easy to see and understand how in retrospect, you know, and, and even and I'm sure there's so many parents and I actually know parents, moms whose kids are involved in dance and are wearing those costumes and all the makeup and looking like miniature women, not children, yeah, many adults, many adults. And um, and they they think it's cute. They think there's no harm. It's fine. And, and you know, and here's here's proof of somebody who experiences and lived through this and is saying it is harmful. It is, it is detrimental. And I would imagine that that's part of the struggle here too, to get, um, dance educators and parents to understand the, right. the seriousness of it. Well, it's interesting. Um, once we are exposed to people, we get a lot of adults who really come on what I call sure. the dance team and dance educators as well. There's many like me. It's just that many are isolated and many don't know what to do. Sure. So that's what our website does. We provide all the free resources to empower people to protect children. And you can hear from Jamie some of the negative outcomes from hypersexualized dance, but there are many more. And the challenge is uh, these outcomes that are abusive and harmful uh, occur with children in hypersexualized dance, but they also occur with children who watch hypersexualized dance because we live in a pornified culture. That's what researcher Gail Dines calls yeah. it. Uh, researcher Philip Adams calls it corporate pedophilia. Mm -hmm. So it's something we really need to stand up for in terms of protecting our kids, and that's why we exist. I love it. I love what you're doing. And, and Jamie, I want to take a moment to, to thank you for sharing your story because, Absolutely. you know, I, I think the, the real stories that you're sharing um, really are the things that will truly help That's make a right. difference because now, now you're bringing something relatable and, and truly understandable and, yeah. and maybe someone, uh, you know, t a teenager, or a young adult mm -hmm. is, is watching you share your story and the other woman who share their story and they're having that moment of, mm -hmm understanding and realization right. so it's incredibly powerful what you're doing so so truly thank you and of course thank you and and i want to, what i should have said in the beginning or asked you in the beginning is to it, tell us exactly so uh the the foundation the organization is called dance but it's d-a colon n-c-e uh, could you please tell everybody what exactly that means well dance awareness colon no child exploited better known as dance and uh we get very excited about that because people really like the name. I love the name. And they remember the name. And we hope you remember the name. Absolutely. And you avail yourself of our free resources. I will tell you, although we educate about harmful dance, we also lift up healthy dance. And right now, 
right now, folks. We have an initiative called She Loves to Move, where you can download a beautiful song created just for us, choreograph it, upload it to our website, and uh, we'll be adjudicating, that means judging, all those entries with a $5,000 prize. Whoa. Guys. Did you hear that, folks? Did you hear that? $5,000. Let's make sure they know the website. What's the website again? Danceawareness.com. And you'll you'll hear from Jamie if you listen to the trailer and you share your dance story. So we just have so many things to help you so that when someone says you're just old-fashioned, you can come right back with the research or just share one of our trailers because we kind of lay out the issues in those trailers. You know, that's a wonderful point, too, because I'm sure that is a, re- a reaction that, that people will have. Say, oh, stop, you're overreacting. It's just kids dancing. It's just yeah. kids pretending. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so you don't just, uh, you know, talk the talk. You actually walk the walk and you have the research and, and the data and the proof of the effects of uh, this hypersexualization of children uh, has on uh, not just them, but on society as a whole. And, you know, and, and on men too, really. Oh, absolutely. You know, so the, even if we're talking about sure. women being hypersexualized, and it is a higher percentage of women, mm-hmm. but at the same time, boys are groomed to be hyper-masculinated <laughs> and to see women as objects. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're groomed in a different way, but they're groomed as well yes. to have an abusive future with relational partners. So it's a terrible issue, friends. And I hope all of you will take the time to go to danceawareness.com and uh, to be empowered with these materials that are free. Absolutely. Listen, I know I know my demographic. I know there's a lot of moms on here that are there watching and a lot of them have their kids enrolled in dance and, and all of those wonderful things. So why not um, give them the resource and tools to, to do this in a healthy, uh, wonderful, joyful way that will impact their lives positively. So go check out the website. Uh, Mary and Jamie, I, I thank you both so much for coming on. This was so wonderful to learn about. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Absolutely. Okay, guys, thanks for watching, and we will see you in the next episode. Looking for your next book to read or gift to give? Why not check out one of my books? They're available on ElsaKurt.com and, of course, Amazon.com.